Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Well, let's come to this. Let's pray. Jesus, no, we love you. And we thank you for your presence today. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're for us. Thank you that you're not against us. And I pray in these moments that as your word goes forth, it would sharpen, it would encourage, it would speak life. You are life. And so I just thank you, Lord, that today um, things are coming into order. We love you. We bless you. We thank you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Tim. Today we will wrap up the summer series that we've been in entitled Behold. How many of you have been encouraged and moved closer to Jesus through this series. Anybody? Four of us. (laughs) It's been a series pushing us towards looking closer and deeper at Jesus, at the words of Jesus, at the scriptures, because we ultimately believe, and many of us in this room would believe that, this, this statement, what you behold, you become. Did you hear me? What you behold in life, you become like. So many of you have beheld things and you're becoming like those things. What we look at, what we put our attention to, what we put our minds and hearts to, we ultimately become. And in this summer, we've just sensed from the Lord to, to just go deeper with Jesus. I know this is cliche, but it's the truth. There is always more for every single one of you to experience in Jesus than you've experienced so far. I don't care how long you've been serving him. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, like it's, regardless of age, regardless of length of time of serving Jesus, no matter how much you've experienced in Jesus thus far, there's always more for you to experience in him. I just believe until we get to him face to face, we will not be able to understand the vastness of him, the, the, the great grace that he has, the amount of love that he has. He says no one can fathom. It, it's just it's beyond comprehension, but he invites us into this daily walk of knowing him more today than I did yesterday. And that's truly the call for believers, disciples of Jesus Christ, right? It, it's, it's to go forward. And so today, I want to finish with a passage of Scripture in the book of Hebrews. I put a title to this message, Don't Stop Running. No, I I did not come to this passage of Scripture because I'm moments away from a race that I'm training for. And I'm just telling myself, don't stop running. I actually, truth be told, I I had a whole different message written. It's always fun when you come to Saturday and the Lord's, uh, Friday and the Lord says, nuh-uh. I'm like, but I prepared so early on, I was going to enjoy my weekend. He said, nah. And he led me to Hebrews chapter 12. And I really believe this word today is a word for us to transform us to become strong, steadfast, and secure in the Lord. I believe that as we behold Jesus, 
we become a people that don't stop running the race. Can I speak some just prophetic, prophetic, <laughs> prophetic stuff into our house today? Can I do that? This is gonna be a pastoral role, but I really felt like the Lord as I was writing this, I'm gonna do my best to read this word for word because I do believe this is the prophetic call. I am burdened. Um, to see people not give up on the race. I'm burdened by the people that have seemingly given up on the race. Some of you are here today, and you feel like giving up on the race. I believe today the grace of Jesus is going to minister to each one of you in this house. That the race that has been called for us to run, we will not give up. I'm believing that a generation coming up will enter into Jesus and not give up because they've seen an older generation not give up. Are you hearing me? There's always going to be people coming behind us, and we are called to be an example for those that are behind us. And I believe as they see a group of people not give up the good fight, the race, they in return will look and go, I can do it because they have done it. I'm believing that this house will see that generations of families serving the Lord in gladness. You know, it's not a burden to serve Jesus. Did you all know that? Because I think sometimes we come in like, this is a burden. If you feel that way, I just believe the grace of the Lord and the Holy Spirit is going to mess you up today. In a good way. But I believe we're going to see families come in with gladness because they have learned to persevere and keep faith on fire in their hearts. And so I want us to, to know this today. When you behold Jesus day in and day out, trials and testings will come. You're not immune to them. You didn't come to Jesus and all things became right. All things became right in your soul. But we still are in this thing called life. So those are still gonna come. And, but, but when you behold him day in and out, you will choose not to give up. When you choose to behold him every day, you will see the promises of heaven come true. Do you know that there are promises in his word for you? Some of y'all need to get a little bit more faith in your hearts. Did you know that there's promises in the word? Do you know that he has promised things for you? And that his promises, he wants to see them come to pass in your life. And as you behold him, we will see, like we sang the very first song, the goodness of God. The goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on, how many of you believe we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living? Okay, Hebrews chapter 12, turn to it. Hebrews chapter 12, very, very familiar passage of scripture. I want to read a quote, though, as I was, um, just to be honest with you, scrambling since Friday to try to, you know, to figure out what, what to teach on in regards to this passage. Um, and, I, and I remembered a, a study that I have by a great man of faith, um, Andrew Murray. Andrew Murray is a, is a great man of faith, father in the faith. And he writes this in regards to Hebrews 12. And so I want to read this before you get to your Bible. Some of you are reading your Bibles. You're going ahead. That's awesome. Let the Word speak to you. But I want to read this quote from his his writings on a, a, a commentary on Hebrews 12. I think we have it up on the screen. The epistle, speaking of the book of Hebrews, has taught us, and mind you, this is at the end of the book, this is the end of Hebrews, has taught us that one of the greatest dangers in the Christian life is that of remaining stationary 
and not advancing beyond the beginnings of Christ. It leads almost inevitably to backsliding and sin. The great virtue the epistle has sought to impart next to faith is patience. How many of you need a little patience today? A little patience to keep going. The perseverance. How many of you need a little perseverance to keep going? Two of you. I think we all need some perseverance in our hearts to keep going. And long-suffering that holds fast from the beginning, firm until the end, and diligently presses on to perfection. He continues, true religion is not only drawing near to God once in the holiest, but also a life to be renewed there every day. Everyone say every day. It is not only the entrance upon the new and living way, but also a continually abiding life and walking in it. It is running a race with patience. So Hebrews 12. Can you guys stand? We're going to read the word together. Can you stand? Some of you are like, what's going on? Y'all just need to wake up a little bit. But really, I just want to read the word together. Can we do this? I'm going to read. Just follow along. Hebrews 12. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything. Everyone say everything. Everything Everything in the original means everything. Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Consider him, church, who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Verse three again, consider him. Speaking of Jesus, perfect, perfect, sinless life, did nothing wrong, (laughs) came to earth, gave up heaven to come. He comes and he's brutally taken to a cross. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that we, you, will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. I don't know about you, but I, I read that, and I, I, I want to just run the race. I, I, I read passages of scriptures, and it almost is like a surge of like, I don't know a better word, but spiritual grace. I almost said spiritual energy. Some of you can get a little weird, like, oh, rocks? Like, what's going on here? No, we don't believe in those rocks. We don't burn sages. We don't believe in any of that stuff. But it's like, there's like a spiritual grace and, and just a, a surge of the Holy Spirit that comes into my soul when I see this passage of Scripture. When the, writer, the writers of Hebrews says like, listen, listen, we have been surrounded with a great cloud. You, you have the perfecter, the pioneer of your faith, the one who came and is the forerunner of our faith. You have it, so do not stop running the race. Truth be told, this passage of Scripture, along with a few others over the course of the last three years, has has ministered to my soul. 
Over the last couple of years, as, as we all have experienced different pains and sorrows and losses and highs and lows, it, it, the same has been for me where I've sat there and wondered, like, is this really it? Is this really what we're supposed to be experiencing? Is this really the thing that I'm supposed to be sitting in? Is this the pain? Is this the chaos? Is this the confusion that I'm supposed to be sitting in? And the Lord would bring me to this passage of Scripture. I actually received that book from Andrew Murray during that season of my life. And I, I studied to that book of Hebrews, and I came to Hebrews 12 where the, the writer writes, Listen, he's with you on the mountain, and he's surely with you in the valley. He's with you in the good, and he's with you in the bad. He's with you in the, 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 the victory, and he's with you in the loss. He's with you. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And I reflect on this, and I, and I think, man, what has happened so often in my life that when the burdens and the cares and the chaos comes, I take my eyes off of that one, the perfect one, and I begin to put my eyes on all the things that are wrong. And I begin to start to feel like I'm losing air. Anybody ever been, like, I'm, I'm losing. I thought this was supposed to be different, and it's like, well, it is. <laughs> You're just taking your eyes off of that one, and you've put them to so many other things. And so the race, you've allowed some things. I'm talking to me today. Jay, you've allowed some things to cut in on you. You've allowed some of the things of the world to come in and separate you. You've allowed the squeezing. You, you've ever been squeezed by someone so hard before when they come and hug you? Yeah, anybody? I, I've been squeezed before, and I'm like, I don't like this. Like, I, I love a good hug and an embrace. It's nice. Bless you. But, like, there are people in my life, when they squeeze you, it's like, okay, dude, what is going on here? It's like the things in me that I, want, I never thought I would say to someone start to be like, dude. <laughs> you know the reality, this is just gonna help some of you. You know when you get squeezed, the stuff in you is actually the real stuff in you? When you get squeezed in life and what comes out of you is actually the stuff that really is you. That's gonna help some of you. And what's happened in those moments of squeezing is we think it's an attack, we think it's something, but it's the Lord putting you through a little trial so that what's coming out of you can actually get purified. And you can replace the stuff that when you get squeezed is actually come out of you. So the next time you get squeezed, goodness comes out of you. Peace comes out of you. Joy comes out of you. I'm preaching to somebody today. Like when you start to get squeezed in life, you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. No, you can go like, I've been here before. I've been squeezed before. And now I'm gonna just let the goodness of God flow. But I, I wasn't there <laughs> the last couple of years. I would get squeezed and I would just let out all this stuff that I was like, where's that coming from? And the Lord's like, that's what's in your heart. It's time to behold me, Jesus said to me, and start to see me for who I am. And when you see me, Jesus said, you know me. And when you know me, you become like me. And your heart gets transformed in me. I want us to be a people. Better yet, he wants you to be a people. That when you behold him, you don't stop running the race. Come on. The call for, for Jesus over this house is to not stop running the race. So the writer writes, I just want to teach three points and then we'll pray and bless you all and you can go enjoy this hot August day. Are you all right?
I was uh, training the other day. Once again, I have a race coming up. It's not why I picked this passage of Scripture, because I have so many analogies I could just start sharing. But I, I, was, I, was, I was, it was like the middle of the day. It was, it was a couple weeks ago, and it was hot. It was, brutal, it was one of those brutally hot days. And I was out for a long run, and I remember texting Rachel like mile two, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I, this is brutal. And I got a text back. <laughs> Mary, Mary, find someone that's going to say no to you and push you a little further. She said no. I mean, you might have said something else kinder, but I felt like it was no. <laughs> she said, keep running. And I was like, okay. So I pulled out a little gel. You need to get those goo things. I was like, Lord, in Jesus' name, I took that thing, and I just took off running. And I did it. Can I tell you, though, the entire time I was running, people probably thought I was nuts. Because I, I don't, like, go run on a trail where no one can see me. I'm running, like, Main Street. Some of you probably see me, and you're like, there he is. I ran into someone. I ran into someone. He's here. He's, like, beeping his horn at me. I'm like, what is that? And I, and I remember running this race, and I'm talking out loud. Because... The Jets. I was like, Lord, you're coming. <laughs> Did nobody else hear that? I was like. Praise the Lord. And I was running and I was just constantly saying out loud, don't stop running. Literally yelling at myself, don't quit. Just keep running. Just keep running. Like, you know, like I, I took the, the ear pods, died. I was like, dang it. And now I got to really like talk to myself. I'm like, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> and can I tell you, I got to the end of that race, that moment, and I was tired. But man, I was like, I did it. I did it. And can I tell you, heaven is looking down. I, this isn't even in my notes, but, but I, I pause because I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? The heaven is standing up right now going, church, just keep running. Just keep going. Don't quit. And I believe when we get to the end of our days, whether he returns and he meets us face to face or we meet him because through death of this life, he's, he's good. all of heaven's like, you've done the race. Don't stop running the race. I'm so, I'm so burdened, like I said, for the countless people that over the course of the last few years, and maybe generations past have felt this, but I, I feel like we're feeling this more. We're, we're, the scripture's true. It says the love of many will grow cold. It's like, but Jesus, you promised that you are going to be good and kind. He's like, I am still good and kind. But people, you know the greatest dignity? I'm not even preaching my notes. You all right? You know the greatest dignity of being created by God was this, is he gave us a free will. And in our free will, we get to choose. We get to choose what we want to behold. We get to choose when we want to quit the race. We get to choose when we want to keep going. But I'm telling you, he hasn't changed. His call for you hasn't changed. His love for you hasn't changed. His grace hasn't changed. We've changed. And I'm at this place where I'm just like, man, I want to, I want to grab people in the kindness and the fellowship of the Lord and shake them. I won't do that to any of you. You're like, I'm never coming up to be prayed for by pastor again. I, I just want to be like, don't. Don't give up. Oh, sure, everything in you is going to tell you. Everything around the culture is going to tell you. Everything of the noise will tell you that this is much better. I, I've seen people give up the race. 
And can I tell you, just wait a minute, <laughs> because the fruit that bears from their life not, might not be bad at first, but eventually, I've seen it long enough. I've been in this thing long enough where you start to see people that are just like, I can't run anymore. And I'll choose this life because it's gonna fix me. It's gonna make me feel better. It's gonna make me feel more valuable. It's gonna make me feel more accepted. Can I tell you, your acceptance in the world should have died when you came to Jesus. Stop trying to be accepted by the world. Can I tell you, like please, well I gotta fit in. No you don't. No you don't. I'm so thankful I don't fit in. Like, like I'm so thankful that that stuff in me has died. Like I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. Here's a, a pastoral word. I, I don't care if you like me. <laughs> he loves me. Yeah. Now, I'm going to love you. Some of you are like, what the heck is going on today? I just drank a cup of coffee before coming up here. Shouldn't have done that. But it's like, like we're, we're, we're done. we got to be done trying to get accepted, trying to be fitting in, trying to do the things that are going to make us like, recognized by the world. Enough's enough. We will be recognized by our love for him. We will be recognized for our love for one another. The world will look and go, that is super different. Whatever this is, whatever happening in this, you, like that is different. Tell me why. But instead, we've, 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 we've been cut in on. And now we're trying to make the, the church a place where, where it's all sorts of things and things are accepted and dynamics are allowed. It's like, no, no, no. Jesus died for the church. He gave his life up for the church so that the church could be a place where people can come in and be saved and be rescued and be healed. So three things. Yeah? Three things to keep running the race. The first is this. I, I, it's always fascinating to me that the writer starts with this. Therefore, in verse one, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Isn't it interesting that the writer doesn't start the passage of scripture by saying, therefore, we have the author and the perfecter and the finisher of our faith, Jesus. Isn't that interesting to anybody else? Like, like if I'm going to run a race, I want to know the best runner and know what he's up to. But the writer includes, therefore, we've been surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Get the image in your heart today that, that you're standing in a stadium. If you've never stood in a stadium, an arena, or anything, if you've never been in that moment, just, just visualize yourself standing in the center field of a stadium, and the stadium is just packed. But it's not packed with just people that are clapping their hands. It's packed with heroes of the faith. It's packed with people that have gone before us. It's packed with, with, with men and women that have fought the good fight. And they're all standing in the stadium just cheering you and me on. Like what a, what a, what a surge once again of this spiritual energy. Like what a surge of grace to go, man, there are people that have gone well before me that when I stand and I think about I can't do this, there are people's faith, people's testimonies that say I can. Are you hearing me? It says, listen, you, you're surrounded with a cloud of witnesses. I think what's happened over the last few years, it's because we, we, gotta, we gotta recalibrate who we're looking to. This is gonna ruffle some feathers. Once again, I love you. This is a pastoral word. 
Can you all smile? But actually, I don't care. You can, you can look like that. For some reason, the race being run has been cut in on because we've replaced the cloud of witnesses for the cloud of modern-day heroes, authors, gurus, podcasters, TikTok influencers. Oh, some of you are like, you haven't hit my button yet. Some of you, that TikTok stuff, it's a nonsense world. It's a world of nonsense. Some of it's educational, whatever. (laughs) Media influencers. We've replaced the cloud of witnesses that we should fix our eyes to and look at their lives with people that are going completely against the word of God. We are fixing our eyes out of the cultural demand to not be canceled on people that hold this word at at, at such a low standard because it's just an old book. It's just an old thing that that worked for them, but in 2023, we've been enlightened. All of a sudden, we as a generation have been enlightened all of a sudden. I'm not against growing. I'm not against studying. I'm not against knowing more, building more, doing all that stuff. But somehow in this generation, we're like, ah, this isn't needed. I know Jesus. Oh, tell me about him. Well, he loves me. What else? Well, he loves me. What else? He loves me. What else? Because if we don't have a balance of who Jesus is, you don't know Jesus. We've replaced the cloud of witnesses going like, they've done it for people that are like, give up. I got the new thing. (laughs) I always get a little anxious when someone's like, I got the new thing. Maybe it's the old school in me. Maybe I've been raised like old school. I like old school. I don't really read people's books that are still alive. I mean, I do at times. There's some good ones out there. No no judgment. I read the dead people's books. The authors, Andrew Murray, guys like this that have gone well before me because I want to know, how did they run the race? How did they sustain the race in a time and an era when it was harder? We didn't have all the technology. When they didn't have the, the cars and the planes to get to places, but they were committed to the gospel. They were committed to seeing. It's because these people understood beholding Jesus. I want to know them. I want to know the heroes of the Old Testament. Like, like, like those that, that, yes, failed. Come on. Can I tell you something? We all fail. I have failed. Newsflash. I'm not perfect. But man, there are people in the Word that will teach you the, the, the testimony to keep going out of their testimony of their lives. we got to look Look, look a little further and go, man, I want to know some people because when I look at the cloud of witnesses, it actually builds me up to keep going. I was in um, seventh grade, so it was a little while ago. And I remember a book that we had to read. I, I don't know if it, I was trying to remember. I, I meant to text. I didn't know if it was like a, a school thing because I went to a private school, if it was a school instructed book or if it was my mom just putting the fear of God in me. I don't know which one. Probably the second How many of you have ever heard or read the book, Fox's Book of Martyrs? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. How many of you have never heard that? Okay, yeah. 
So I was asking people just for a poll before this, and no one had heard of this book. If you've read this book, well, let me just talk to me. When I read the book at a seven, as a seventh grader, I, I was like, oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> there was like this level of immaturity in me that I wasn't able to handle what was going on. Now, I read that book, and I'm like, let's go. What the book is, is the book is about heroes, and I call them heroes, true heroes, of the faith that have gone before us that have been martyred, a.k.a. persecuted, killed, messed up due to their faith. Now, some of you don't like that. You're like, I thought I'd come to Jesus and everything was fine and good and dandy and special and sweet and rainbows and butterflies. Oh, it is. Your soul's at rest. But you were not called to fit in this world. You're actually called to be a foreigner in this land. Did you hear me? Well, it's hard for us to think this way because we live in such a beautiful land and a beautiful culture that we get to be independent and do our own thing and we have the freedom to not be afraid. But can I tell you, this book tells you countless stories of men and women that were hung upside down on a cross, that were burned to death in their houses, that were murdered in front of their children because they said Jesus is king. That's radical. This is a radical thing, Pastor. I liked it when you were just hoorah-rahing us. Yeah, this thing is radical. These men and women were the, are, the, are the clouds of witnesses. Now, will that come to Chicago? I don't know. But if we keep looking to people that haven't really been tested in it, don't really know it, and we get our eyes on them and we give our ears to them, false teachers that are prevalent across the land, if we give our ear to that, when, when stuff that may seem hard and crazy, maybe put the word persecution to it, I'm, I'm very hesitant to say that here because I don't think we've faced it yet. It'll be a lot easier in the midst of it to go, no, 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 I know the promises that are set before me. I know the promise that is ahead for me. So in life or death, he's still really good. In life or death, I'm going to be taken care of. In life or death, no matter what happens, I will give glory to his name. This is a hard word. This is hard. Because it's like, man, well, what happened when I came to Jesus? I was supposed to get everything I wanted. You heard about the wrong Jesus. Brother Tim, can you come? You heard about the wrong Jesus. I'm 36 and, man, I, I want to preach the messages that are like, be your best self. Do it. The heart is super wicked. Don't be your best self. <laughs> Don't try to. The heart is wicked. I, I get I get frustrated when people sometimes are like, I know your heart, pastor. I'm like, no, you don't, because I don't even know my heart. <laughs> How do you know my heart? I don't know my heart. My heart's wicked. <laughs> it's kind compliment. I take it. I receive it. Some people are like, I'm never saying that to him again. <laughs> are you with me? Like, we got we to gotta look to some heroes of the faith and go, like the writer says, behold the cloud of witnesses. People that have bared the name of Jesus well. One of the best ways to develop endurance and encouragement is to get to know the godly men and women of the Old Testament, of the New Testament, who ran the race and won. For instance, 
Warren Worsby writes, if, you, if you're having problems with your family, <laughs> read about Joseph. That'll help you. My family is the worst. Well, I don't know if they threw you in a pit and thought about killing you and then sold you. Right? It'll build some endurance in you. If you think your job is too big for you, study the life of Moses. Here, Moses, you're going to be, you're going to be the leader of a lot of people. Oh, by the way, a lot of people that aren't going to listen to you. A lot of people that you're going to have to stand before God and fight for them because they don't want to. I think our jobs come into a little bit more of perspective. If you're tempted to retaliate, to see the life of David when it comes to him and Saul. Right? Like, like this is why we got, we got to start looking at the word because this word is active. It's alive. It's breathing. It will speak to you. It will tell you, don't stop running. There are men and women that have not stopped running the race, and they are a testimony that we can keep running the race.